Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Veg Grower Podcast. My name is Richard and I am on a mission to grow my fruit, vegetables and herbs in my allotment and my garden. Now we are starting off this week down on the allotment, but to be honest with you, I haven't been able to get down the allotment all week. When I'm recording this, this is my first visit down on the allotment since last week and today is Monday the 7th of August 2023 so an entire week I haven't been able to get down to the lawn the reason being the rain rain has been terrible over this last week and I've either got soaked at work or it's just been too wet to really get down to the allotment and do anything I think Saturday we even had a storm come through so yeah not great weather I know there is a saying that there's no such thing as bad weather, it's just bad clothes. But to be honest, I was on the opinion that I needed to get home and stay dry. Anyway, what have I done today to make up for it? I've got to say that first things first, I'm glad that over the last week, the Lomon has fared pretty well. A few weeds have grown, of course, but we've got on top of those today because I just did a little bit of weeding. The grass has grown, but that's still a bit too wet to try and cut at the moment. I went around with the strimmer until the strimmer ran out of battery, but I think if I bring the strimmer down every day this week, the weather looks better for this week, we should be able to get it in much better condition, and that shouldn't take too long. On that note, I have actually noticed that my neighbours have started strimming down their area at long long last looks like they've been very very busy doing it over the weekend potentially and I'm very very glad because it was getting a little bit overhand as I've said I cut back their area to help me out but their area was getting pretty overgrown six foot high grass their greenhouse was just lost and I don't really think they've been able to use it this year hopefully they're going to keep on top of it now. Fingers crossed. Let's just hope they've done enough now. So after the weeding and the strimming, one thing that I have decided that I want to do is I want to move my little shed. And I need to move it back just a few metres. But what I need to do before that is empty out one of my compost bins and dismantle it. This is a wooden compost bin that basically is so rotten that it needs to go. So today... I have taken out all the material that was in there. Some of the unrotted down stuff has gone into another compost bin to rot down further and hopefully produce good compost in a few months' time. But the good stuff, the compost material, I have removed that and I've put that onto one of the other beds waiting to be spread, like I did last week, waiting to be spread around once the bed is completely empty. I'm very very happy with how the compost is turning out at the moment but it is apparent that we do need to start producing a lot more compost. It's something that is always a problem and it's something I think that we can do. But with that compost bin now empty I've dismantled that compost bin and I've put the wood to one side to be chopped up and taken home for our log fires. I've then streamed down that area and what I've now got to work out is what I'm going to do with this area. I want to level it and then I'm probably going to lay down some weed suppressing membrane with something, probably pallet wood or something on top 
to act as a base to hold down a weed suppressing membrane but also for the little shed to screw into so it doesn't blow anywhere as well as give it a little bit of a base this little shed is generally my tool shed and it will continue to be a tool shed for the foreseeable once we have it moved i'm just thinking if i move the shed back it's going to open up that area and make the area just a little bit more useful for me i do have to be a bit careful because of the road but i think again that is something that we can deal with so other than that we have got plenty of tomatoes that are ready plenty of autumn raspberries cabbages uh, beans onions plenty of things that are ready so it's not a complete failure we've got a lot of harvesting to do throughout this week but you'll hear more on that next week of course now one of the things i have been looking at is expanding my plant collection and what i find there is a cheap way to buy plants and that's something i've been looking into a lot lately so let's find out how we can save a bit of money in gardening we're going to get into the gardening bargains in just a moment but first i've got a bit of a favor to ask you if you are enjoying this podcast then please leave us a review on your podcast provider by leaving us a review you help us get found by more listeners who may be encouraged or interested into growing their own food and it really does help me out a lot with being found but if you also want to save some money as well as support this podcast then please consider becoming a supportive member to be a supportive member i charge just five pound a month but for that five pound a month not only do you get extra behind the scenes podcast you also get a collection of seeds sent to your door each and every month. And these seeds can be sown that very month. And if you were to buy these seeds from a garden centre, they would cost you a bit more than a fiver, to say the least. Now, you can find details on that at thevegegrowerpodcast.co.uk. But I do like to share what we've been up to over this last week in the Supporters Club. And this week, we've actually been sowing a variety of spring onions. Now, these spring onions are going to be grown for the rest of the year and possibly even into the winter so that we can get some crops of these throughout the winter. As you know, I like to grow food all year round and this is just something that we do to try and enable that. Like I say, details on that at thevegegrowerpodcast.co.uk. Let's go find out about these gardening bargains. Now, I know many of us are struggling with the cost of living at the moment, and this is possibly one of the reasons why many of us grow our own food, because we want to save some money. But I also know that many gardeners are always looking a way to reduce their costs in gardening. I often joke that gardeners don't like spending money, and allotmenteers even more so. We really like to save as much money as we possibly can. I mean, that's why we grow our own food after all, one of the reasons we grow our own food. Now last week I popped into a Wilco store, or Wilkinson's as it's also known as. And for those that may not be aware, Wilkinson's is a high street department store. It sells very reasonably priced goods and it is well known for its gardening department. But in past years, I found that around this time of year, they start trying to reduce the gardening department down in order to make room for the Halloween and Christmas department. 
That means the sales can often be on in order to reduce the stock. And I've popped into this Wilkinson's and yes, the sales were on. Some of their own seeds were up to 70% off and that is a great bargain. Chance for us all to stock up on all the seeds that we might need for next year. Now, because these seeds are so popular, they do sell out quite quickly. I do try and recommend that you make a list of seeds that you want to sow next year. But uh, I've been going in quite a few of these Wilkinsons on my travels over the last week, and the seeds really are selling out quite fast. So if you are looking for some bargains, head down to your local Wilkinsons ASAP. But what I also found in this Wilkinson store was that there was a red currant and a black currant bush. Usually these retail for £2.50, but they were being sold off for 20p each. I brought them. Now, I did this a lot last year, where I was buying a lot of the currant or gooseberry or any fruit bush plants for 20p, 10p, 40p. And they have mostly been used in my front driveway garden this was just a way of trying to produce a garden for very little money and i bought these red currant and black currant bushes in order to continue this ethos and i would probably use these down on the allotment or something now in past years when i've brought these discount plants they are usually in a fairly poor condition you know, there's always a risk that they may not survive the winter because they are in such a poor condition. So what I would usually do is rush them home, get them into a bigger pot with some fresher compost, look after them, maybe even bring them into the greenhouse over the winter just so they have a bit of protection because they can be quite weak. And usually most of these plants survive in a pretty good condition throughout the winter and the ones that we bought last year as i said we've used those in the driveway garden they've been producing really really well for us so i'm very very happy to recommend that we go and do this however the two that i brought last week from the wilcos they were in immaculate condition they were a bit root bound they did need to go into a bigger pot but the actual plants themselves were full of life full of green leaves really really good condition plants and as i said for 20p each i was very very happy with these bargains now i have to admit since buying these plants i have heard that wilkinson's is having a bit of financial trouble and i do feel guilty for recommending we go and buy these plants when they are so cheap but ultimately, these are just going to end up in the bin. So that's 20p more in the pockets for Wilco's and a plant for me. So I, I'm not so guilty as it, but I am worried, of course, people may be losing their jobs. And of course, Wilco's, as I said earlier, it is well known in the gardening industry for people who, like us who are looking to save money. They sell tools, they sell our onion sets, they sell potato seeds all for a very reasonable price. And conversations I've had with a few people, they have actually said they much prefer the price of Wilkinson's compared to, say, a garden centre. So I am a little bit worried, to say the least, about those who cannot afford a garden centre and what's going to happen in the future. There are still many other places around there that we can make some of these bargains range are another one i have found a shop called the range which is usually found 
out of town and it's a lot like Wilkinson's in that it's a bargain department store. Often they're quite a bit bigger, much larger garden area I find and they often do start selling off these plants at discount prices. Now I have been in a few ranges over this last week as well looking for all these bargains and admittedly I have not seen any in the range. It looks like this year they may not have some but that's not going to stop me from looking. I will keep my eyes out and added to that often I go into garden centres and they do a similar sort of thing where they will be selling plants in what they call a discount corner. These are often very sad looking plants Generally speaking, if they are going to be annual plants, I'm not going to bother. I'm just looking for perennial plants because I can make a saving. I can give them a bit of TLC and we can boost them up and then we can end up with some really good plants for next year. An example of this from a garden centre earlier this year, I did buy a discount asparagus crown. This was the type of asparagus crown sold in a bag in a bit of soil. You take it home, you soak it, you pot it up and you hope for the best. And there was two asparagus crowns in this pack for 50p, if I remember correctly which I thought was going to be a bit of a bargain. I quite like asparagus. I'm looking to grow more asparagus, but they never grew. They just completely failed. So that was a bit of a waste of money, I'll be honest. But it, you live and learn. It was a bit of a gamble, but about spending 50p on a couple of asparagus crowns that we knew may not survive. Now, another reason that I have mentioned the range earlier is that something that I've been doing a lot this year is trying to find the best place or the cheapest place to get decent compost from. We are running experiments with different composts, as you know. We're not going to uh, announce those results just yet. But what I have found on my travels is that in the range, they do sell a certain brand of compost. It's super grow. And the bags themselves are 40 litre bags, and they usually sell for something like £3.50. But if you buy four bags, it works out for £10, so £2.50 a bag. And this, for me, has been the cheapest place to get compost this year. And I've been, every month I would buy four bags and just keeping it back ready to get me through this year and into next year. I have found that this compost is actually pretty good. It is peat-free and it is organic, so I'm happy to use it, happy to recommend it. But I have found that everything growing in it does seem to thrive quite nicely. So... For me, that's been the biggest bargain that I have found of late when it comes to compost. Compost for me is one of the biggest outlays that I have. And yes, I do try and make my own compost. It's almost impossible to make enough compost, but I am trying nonetheless. And that would be the cheapest way. I've also bought by bulk compost and that has worked out quite cheap as well. The only trouble is, is it turns up in a large amount of compost that you have to try and find somewhere to store in it, unless you're going to use it straight away, of course, which can be a little tricky. Whereas I just found that these bags of compost are easy to manoeuvre, hide out of the way, stack up neatly in various places. So I'm pretty happy with this compost recommending it, I'll be honest with you. There is better compost out there and there is worse compost out there. Let's be honest, We've a lot of people have found a lot of compost that is really bad this year. I've seen plenty of videos with compost full of stones or even a credit card 
found in one bag. This stuff on the range has been pretty good for me, to say the least. Now, other places I've found that we can get some real bargains have been car boots. Often I do find people selling plants that they have grown at home in various disguises, either from cuttings or seed, and selling them on down at car boots. Now, this could be nurseries in some cases that are just trying to expand their customer base or it could just be somebody growing it in their home garden just for a little bit of extra cash and i found rhubarb plants for three pounds asparagus plants for a pretty cheap price of tomato plants pretty cheaply although this time of year we're not really going to get tomato plants to do anything so it has been a good place to buy plants quite cheaply. The downside, of course, is the biosecurity. We don't know how bad those plants have been looked after or if they've been somewhere that they might get any pests or diseases. That could, of course, be transmitted onto our other plants. Now, of course, this could happen if you buy anything from a garden centre or nursery. Don't get me wrong, but usually garden centres and nurseries have things in place to stop it from happening. Somebody growing plants... From their own garden may not have that same sort of biosecurity measure chances are it is fine but whenever i do buy a plant from a car boot from what we call a non-reputable seller now i'm not don't mean that in a nasty way i just mean it's not garden central nursery what I like to do is just keep that plant separate from all my other plants for the first couple of weeks, just so I can keep an eye on it and make sure it is okay. Chances are it is fine and I've never had any problems, but I do know some people who have bought brassicas from somebody at a car boot in the past and ended up importing white rot into their allotments. So it's definitely something to think about just to be on the safe side. But... Again, car boots have been a good place to go and buy tools. In the past, again, I've brought many cheap tools that I use a lot. My favourite spade I bought from a car boot for about £3 many, many, many years ago. Wooden handled, it's a very old tool, but it is my favourite spade because it's so comfortable. It's lasted well, it does the good job. And this is what I love about getting some old tools from car boots. Again, when I was at the car boot, I did see people selling spades or forks for a pound. So if you are looking for some cheap tools or in order to get started or encourage others to get started, car boot has been a good place. Now, again, you cannot guarantee that these tools are in perfect condition when you buy them. They may not last I would say, again, I've never had any problems. I have bought a tool from a garden centre before, brand new, and it has lasted five minutes. So it's always buyer beware and just take everything with a pinch of salt. Now, I'm sure you have many other ways of saving money and I would love to hear it and we can hopefully share it in future podcasts. As always, you can get in touch, Richard, at thevegegrowerpodcast.co.uk. But I also have the chance now for you guys to save even more money. You are wanting to win tickets to Gardener's World Autumn Fair on the 3rd of September, which is a Sunday, 2023, at Audley End House in Essex. Now, I am on stage on that day at 10 o'clock in the morning on the Let's Grow stage. So if you are going, please do head over 
and make yourself known that you listen to the podcast. But if you would like to win a pair of tickets to this show on this day, then let us know what has been your biggest saving in the garden in this last year. I'd love to know that. Just send us your details and your name will go into a hat and the winner chosen at random. So if you have a bargain you would like to share, then simply email me richard at the VegGrow podcast by the 14th of August 2023. You've got a week from the time of this podcast released. Details and terms and conditions are available on the website, of course. Now, it's that time of the podcast where we find out a recipe from Chef Scott. Hi, it's Scott here with this week's recipe. And this week I have something a little different. Crispy chilli garlic oil. It's seriously addictive if you like your spicy and marmy flavours and you will find yourself putting it on everything. It's a fantastic condiment to have at hand to add a pop of flavour to any dish. It's great drizzled over homegrown steamed veggies or with grilled seafood and fantastic used to spice up a stir fry. It's super simple to make and will last for months. So, to the ingredients and method. Ingredients. 250 grams of diced shallots, you could use onions. 125 grams of chopped garlic. 130 grams of chopped peanuts. 80 grams of chopped ginger. You can chop these by giving them a pulse in a fruit processor. Just be careful not to turn it into a paste. 40 grams of chilli flakes. I like to use a medium heat chilli. But if you like it hot, use a hot variety. If you grow your own and dry your own, even better. 100 grams of sesame seeds. Half a stick of cinnamon. One star anise. Two black cardamom pods. 800 millilitres of vegetable oil. 80 millilitres of light soy sauce. A pinch of sugar and salt to taste. We are going to be cooking with hot oil. So we just need to take care and not leave the pan unattended. So, with that being said, we can start by adding everything to a pan, apart from the sesame seeds and soy sauce, and put on a medium heat. Now cook on a medium heat, stirring occasionally so nothing sticks to the bottom of the pan, until the shallots, garlic and ginger are golden brown and crispy. It might look like nothing is happening to begin with, but things won't start getting crispy until the water has been evaporated from the oil. This will take about 15 minutes. While this is happening, we want to set up a heatproof bowl or separate pan with a sieve. When the shallots, garlic and ginger just start to brown, add the sesame seeds for the last minute of cooking. And when everything is crispy and golden brown, carefully strain the pan into the sieve separating the crispy bits and oil. Allow to cool for five minutes, then add the crispy bits back to the oil, followed by the soy sauce. It might bubble and spit a little, so take care. Allow to cool for a bit longer, and then put the mixture into sterilised jars. And that's this week's recipe done. I hope you enjoy it. Well, that was another delicious recipe from Scott once again. Now, I've got to say, I actually made this recipe over the weekend as well. And again, really, really tasty. So thank you so much for that, Scott. The recipe is on our website. If you want to go and check it out, give it a try. Now, I am in the garden here at home now. And again, this week, 
the rain has really stopped me from going out into the garden. As you know, usually I go out in the garden in the morning before work, but this week just has not been possible. It's just been too wet and it's really, really annoying. But it has filled the water butts up really nicely. Usually at this time of year, we're thinking to ourselves, where are we going to get our water from? This year, we have got plenty. However, Sunday, we did have some nice weather, and I'm hoping this nice weather is going to stay all week. It was a nice warm day, so we managed to catch up on a lot of the tasks that we have failed to do. Weeding, of course, being our top priority. I find with weeding, it's best to try and stay on top of it, which is easier said than done sometimes. Weeding is one of those annoying jobs that is necessary. We don't want weeds to grow because they take all the nutrients, all the water out of the soil when we need them. And if we can keep on top of it, it's all the much easier to deal with. And after this long, wet weather period the weeds have of course grown but we got on top of them took us an hour to get on top of them once again and that is all we need now in this process I managed to fill up my final compost bin I actually have four Dalek compost bins here and I've been filling all four of them up as we go I usually fill one up before moving to the other and we've all four filled up I was a bit like well I need to start filling up another bin. Luckily, the first compost bin that I had filled up, that had all turned to compost. So I've completely emptied all the compost out of that. And I've used that compost on top of my bean bed where I've got some empty spaces. Now, again, the compost coming out is actually really good condition, really nice and smells absolutely beautiful. So it's going to be full of nutrients. It's going to do the world of good for our beds. We've used it as a mulch just to cover over the top of the soil. It'll get worked down into the soil by the worms. Fantastic. Exactly what we need. And of course, this meant that I had another compost bin empty that I can now start filling up. Compost for me is one of those items we've said earlier it costs a lot of money so if we can try and make our own compost all the better now we have been harvesting plenty of vegetables rhubarb beetroot cabbage cauliflower broccoli eggs cucumbers just to name a few the list goes on and on it is such a great feeling when we are just eating so much of our homegrown food having to cook meals up with it having to preserve some of it it just feels so good and this is what we are ultimately trying to do our freezer is completely full at the moment with so much of our homegrown vegetables so we are very very happy to sail at least and long may it continue now something else that I have managed to do on this nice Sunday was that I potted up the bargain plants that I bought from Wilco's earlier this week that I've mentioned. Just got those into slightly bigger pots. When we buy them they are in your standard small garden pots which I always think are a bit too small. So we got them into some bigger pots. We've also potted up our pear tree that we bought a while back and that just needed to go into a bigger pot. The idea being we're going to keep trying to get them into bigger and bigger pots as we are, are able to. Of course buying the right size pots is always a challenge particularly in our front garden. As you know our front garden is mostly made up of fruit trees and bushes that we bought on the cheap and we've got them into bigger and bigger pots but I would like them to all be in 
nicer pots, shall we say, all matching or something. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's garden update and the end of this week's podcast. I'm glad for the last couple of days of nice weather because I was worried I was not going to have anything to talk about. But if you have enjoyed this podcast, please do leave us a review and please consider becoming a supportive member or even buying some of the merch that we sell on our website at thevegroundpodcast.co.uk. Now, while you're on our website, you can also leave us a voicemail. Just click leave a voicemail. You'll access your microphone. You leave us a voicemail. You could ask a question or anything like that and we can play it in in future episodes if you also want to get in touch by email my email address is richard at uk. and of course don't forget to check us out on social media we're on most platforms and we also have a facebook group so please do go and check that out we will be back again next time so until then please take care